Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. You may be seated, church. Man, great worship. Mm. It's good to see you. I want to say thank you for being here. What a great crowd. We had a big old crowd at 9 o'clock as well. So uh, thank you so much, church. I want to welcome our online church. Uh, we have a great online church. We're so faithful. So good morning to you guys. Thanks for being a part of the church. Thank you for being, uh, being with us, being with us here this morning. Um, so last week, I jumped into a series called Everything in Love. And uh, in that series, I kind of want to do five different messages kind of wrapped in that series that leads us right in the Palm Sunday and then in the Easter. Uh, and then I'll launch another series, Easter Sunday and coming out of Easter. Uh, real excited about that. That'll be a fun series. But Easter's early this year. So Palm Sunday's the 28th of March. Uh, that'll be baptism and communion. And then Easter is April 4th. And we just need to keep the snow away. Amen. So... Uh, but, uh, it is, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. So in this series, Everything in Love, last week I talked about the priority of love, that love has to be the priority, that love is a big, big deal, and it's what the church was basically commissioned to do uh, by God. Just go love people and win them to Christ. Go love him and win him to Christ. So he says in John 13, verses 34 and 35, kind of the framework of this, a new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Watch this. By this, he says, by this love, everyone will know that you're my disciple. By what? By, by having a big old church, by doing a bunch of others? No, by love. If you love, he knows you're mine, and they will know you're mine. And we've got to love one another. So in this series, I talked about the priority of love. This week, today, we're going to talk about greeting one another, okay? Next week, we're going to talk about accepting one another, amen? And after that, we're going to talk about serving one another. And here's what's coming the last, the 21st of March. we got to have patience, (laughs) <laughs> with one another, all right? Because even after you love them, even after you greet them, even after you accept them, even after you serve them, they can still be very weird. They can be very interesting, and you're going to have to be patient, amen? So I, 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 I tell you this, sometimes you don't want to announce when you're going to teach on patience, because <laughs> people are like, well, I'm not responsible for what I don't hear, all right. Yes, you are. <laughs> so on the 21st of March, I'm going to teach on patience. You got to come anyway, even if it's not part of your, uh, part of your deal. But you got to learn. We got to learn to be patient because Jesus is patient with us. So if we've been given much, mm, much is required. Amen. So don't tell me I can't be patient. 
Because I'm looking at you going, he was patient with you, brother. I'm telling you. All right. So we got to learn how to be patient. All right. So today, greet one another. Okay. Look at a couple of scriptures. Romans 16, 16 says, greet one another with a holy kiss. Some of y'all in here just got excited. All right. Let me back you down just a little bit. We're not going to go around here and start greeting each other with kisses. All right. If you're married, you got one to kiss and one only. All right. So offsides is a 10-yard penalty in football, and I will throw a flag on the church, all right? So stay where you need to be, amen, all right? So listen to me. Greet one another, though, is a very important thing. Scripture says you got to greet one another with a holy kiss. Watch this. In 2 Corinthians 13, verse 12, it says this, greet one another with a holy kiss. You're like, uh, didn't we just read that? Mm-hmm. That's how important it is to God. And how thick-headed he knows we are, he wrote it twice. He said, listen to me, you've got to learn to greet one another. You got to greet them. You got to greet them with a holy kiss. He emphasizes kiss, and I'll deal with that in a little bit. But I want you to see that he says, you got to greet people, man. I want you to think about the world in the last 12 months. Mm. Need a little greeting? It could use a lot of greeting, amen. Paxton talked about joy. Could use a little joy too. How about, how about you get the joy of the Lord, go greet someone and transfer? That made Walmart a little bit more enjoyable, amen? And <laughs> it could use a little bit, all right? So, so we gotta be the agent of that. Get, get, let, me, let me help you with something. We're it. He's not reinventing the wheel. He said, hey, you know what? All these broken people, they're the church. Go do church. You're like, God, I, I, I can't even do me. <laughs> I'm not even good me. Well, you're the church. Go be the church. So he says to the church, go greet. Go greet. Proverbs 18, 21, Pax shared this morning, the tongue has a power of life and death, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. Man. See, we hear the first part of that sometimes, don't we? See, the tongue mm, can give life or it can give death. Meaning, what I say to you can cause life to come to you or what I say to you can bring death. The fruit will produce it. What is your tongue producing? Are you giving life or are you giving death? Now, some of you are sitting back going, greet one another, whew, Man, I'm off the hook. I'm an introvert. Not my fault. God made me that way. Can I help you with something? This is not personality driven. This is word driven. So to all the introverts, you are still under the word of God. If greeting gives you the willies, you still gotta go do willie. Because why? It may not be your personality, but it is the word of God. It is a commandment. It is a promise to you. You as the church have still got to go greet. I know it gets you out of your comfort zone. I know it's uncomfortable, but you still got to go greet. Because I see what people all the time go, Pastor, listen to me. I think greeting is very important, and I, and I, I, I really do. I think, I think the church should be friendly. I think it ought to greet people. I think it ought to welcome people. I said, well, how are you doing? Uh, you know, Pastor, <laughs> listen to me. That's my wife. I'm an introvert. I, I don't even talk at my house. 
my wife never stops talking. I think, I think I'm listening to her and I'm like, Pastor, she's gonna die, she don't breathe. That girl gotta breathe, breathe, breathe. She ain't breathing, she ain't breathing. Listen to me, you may not get a word in at home, so come to church and get a lot of words in. Go grease some people. Go grease some people. This is not dependent upon the extroverts in your home. If you're an introvert or an extrovert, it doesn't matter. You're a child of God. He greeted you. Greet others. If God greeted you, whoo, he did, then greet others. God loved you. Love others. By this, all men will know you're my disciple. Amen. So let's look at some things. Number one, when I greet one another... I acknowledge God's creation. Psalm 139, 13 and 14 simply tell us this, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That God created us. God knit us together. God created us, put us together. Our arms, legs, color of eyes, number of hairs on our head, all this stuff. He made us. He made us. The creator made the creation. And then he spoke life into it. And one day when your mom gave birth to you, there was a cry that rang out. To the doctor, ooh, it felt good. To mom and dad, it brought tears. But to the father, it, it brought praise. Because that creation came out praising. And that's exactly what scripture said to do. And what we are supposed to do from that point right there all the way till the end when you're walking through life and fall in the hole and you're done is praising. Let everything that has breath, amen, praise the Lord. So let me ask you, when you're out doing life and all the other things that are out doing life that are breathing the same air that you're breathing that you didn't work for, it's a free gift from God from love. Are you greeting them? You see, we, got, we live in a world right now, man, that is in desperate need of love and greeting. We got people dying out there, man, and not from a virus, from loneliness, isolation, being cut off. We as a church operate in this world, but we don't have to be this world. And so if this is how the world is supposed to act, that's so be it. We're citizens of the dirt ball, but I'm a citizen of heaven. And God is my commander in chief. And God said, regardless of the, of the world, you go out there and be my love and greet people. You go out there and see my creation. You go out there and speak to creation. Because listen to me, when I speak to people, when I greet people, I acknowledge the creator. I bring praise to him because I praise what he made. And when I don't praise what he made, I don't praise him. And you said, Jeff, listen to me. Have you seen some of these people out there today? I have. There's some weird folks out there. A nicer way to say that is, there's some interesting people out there today. But listen to me. They're all part of his creation. And whether you think they're interesting or weird or whatever you want to tag them, that's fine. But Jesus said, listen to me. When you greet them, when you greet them, you're, you're acknowledging my creation. And I need you to acknowledge that creation. So how are you doing acknowledging the creation? You're out in it all the time. Listen to me. Open your eyes to the creation that's out there and greet it. Number two, 
when I greet one another, I acknowledge their worth. When I greet one another, I acknowledge their worth. John 3, 16, God said this, I so love the world. God so loved the world. God so loved Jeff. God so loved, you put your name on it, that he gave his only son, Jesus, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Man, they are a people of worth. You know they're worthy because he died for them. You say, my goodness, have you seen some of these people? Do you know some of these people? Oh, my gosh. God didn't have a bad day. No, 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 no. He might have had an interesting day when he made it, but he didn't have a bad day. Amen. Those are God's creation, and they're worthy, worthy, worthy of his salvation. He sent his son to die for them. If he sent his son to die for them, they are precious in his sight, and so are you. My friend, listen to me. This ain't no time to be putting people in boxes. This is God's creation. This is God's world. These are God's people. God created them. And because of that, my friend, they are worthy, not only worthy of his salvation on that cross, but they're worthy of our greeting. They're worthy of the greeting. Listen to me, friends. Here's how this works. Jesus said, you love them. By your love, they will know you're mine. And when they know you're mine, because you greeted them in love, they extend that greeting back up to him. See, when you see worth in them, they think the Father saw worth in them. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Because you're worthy, they're worthy, we are worthy. You need to see them and you need to greet them. You don't realize what it does to a person when you greet them. Because for the first time maybe in their life, they say, somebody other than my family see me. Sometimes families don't see people. You need to see the worth in people. Jesus saw it in them. Number three, when I, when I greet one another, I see one another. When I greet one another, I see one another. Can I, can I help you with something? Have you ever been in a situation where you thought no one saw you? Well, like you just were not seen. You ever walked onto a big old university campus as a freshman and sat in a classroom and went, this is scary, man. I don't know anybody. They don't know me. Some of you walked into new places of work. Some of you walked into new churches. Some of you have been to new places where you think, man, no one sees me. The whole world's passing by and no one sees me. Can I tell you right now in this world, there's a lot of people that aren't seen. There's a lot of people that aren't seen. They're just not seen. You say, well, Jeff, there's a lot of people not wanting to be seen, all right? I'm in the store with them. Yes, I'm in the store with them as well. Listen to me. We have to understand that we've got to see people. We gotta see people. How many of you have children? Uh, remember when you had children when they were little? Uh, we were in Arkansas when Brett and Allie were born. We had a little house there, and uh, Brett and Allie were born, grew up, and they were little bitty at the time, but Brett and Allie, there was about 16 and a half months apart in their ages. And so Natalie, more than anything, Natalie more than Brett, loved to play hide and seek. Love to play hide-and-seek. Now, Natalie's game of hide-and-seek was a little different than Brett's game of hide-and-seek. Brett's very competitive. Brett can't win at picking up sticks. He's gonna beat you at picking up sticks. He wants to win at everything. And so, you, boy, if I found him first, it irritated him. 
But what I, I never found Brett first because Natalie was always wanting to be found. So I'd say, y'all go hide and dad will find you. So they go hide and Brett could hide, legitimately hide. He's a little, high, a little older, but he could hide. Natalie, here's Natalie's hide and seek. She got a closet, has a door, open door, wide open, all right? And there's some clothes hanging down, a little bit of stuffed animals, and Natalie just goes in there and sits down, and she's like in the stuffed animals, but she's not even in the stuffed animals. She's like sitting on the stuffed animals, and her clothes are above her, and I go in the room, and I say, where's Natalie? Anybody seen Natalie? I don't know where Natalie. Boy, she can really hide. And, and the whole time I'm in her room doing that, she's like, <laughs> she's laughing, can't hold it in. She said, Dad, here I am. I'm like, okay, who, we just changed roles here. I was supposed to find you. You found me. And she just say, Dad, let's go find Brett. And that was the game. We'd go find Brett. And Brett gets furious when we find him. Daily, you told Dad where I was and all this other stuff. But here's the deal. Hide and seek. Can I tell you right now, you go play hide and seek, and you've always got that kid that wants to be found by you. Can I tell you something? That's a picture of us as grown-ups. That's a picture of us as older people, too. A lot of people hiding out there. You might be hiding. But you know what you really want? You want to be found. You want to be found. You know who you want to be found by? <laughs> you want to be found by the Father. You see, Natalie wanted her earthly father to find her. But Natalie grew up and wanted her heavenly father to find her. And he did. You see, many of us, <laughs> we hide too. Those people hiding today. They're scared. They're isolated. They don't know what's going on. But you know who's got to go find them? The church. Because see, when we find them, the Father finds them. Many times we are the agent of the Father's love to them. We are the first people to them, and they find the Father. You think they're hiding. They're not hiding. They're scared. They don't know what to do. But folks, listen to me, church. They're out there. They're crying out. They're screaming out. They're just like Natalie was. They're in a closet. They're supposed to be hiding from a world they don't understand. It's confusing. Everybody's lying. They don't know who to trust. Who do I listen to? Who do I put my faith in? Who loves me? Who really loves me? Who's lying to me? Who's telling me the truth? All this stuff's going on, man. And they're hiding. They're scared. Some of them behind masks. Some of them not behind masks. Some of them are staying at home. Some of them are not staying at home. But people are scared that they don't know. And what they want is they want to be found. Do you understand? They want to be found. Why not the church find them? Why are we not out amongst them finding them? And you say, well, I don't know how to find them. I don't even know where to look. If you see them, you found them. You've got to greet them. When you greet them, they are seen. Do you understand? They're seen. And they say, somebody sees me. But what they really mean is, not only you see me, but he must see me. See, if you see him, he sees him. If you don't see him, they doubt whether he sees him. The church has got to begin to go see people. I don't care what the world looks like. We're not of this world. We're passing through. So whatever the world says you're supposed to be like, that's fine. Go be that in the world. But that doesn't mean that we don't have to not see people. People don't want to be seen today. When I'm at Home Depot and Lowe's and Tractor Supply and different restaurants, you know who I'm looking for? 
I'm looking at everybody, but I'm trying to see the person that really doesn't want to talk to nobody. They're just walking around. They're just doing this. They're like a little mice on a maze in a box. Somebody's raising doors and they just go in it. They're just doing all this. They don't want to be seen. They don't want to see nobody. But what they really want, they want somebody to see them. But their body language and the posture looks like they don't want to be seen. I see people in the store all the time at Walmart and stuff. They don't, they don't even look like they want somebody to talk to them. I mean, by first impressions, by looking at them, you might not should try to talk to them. But that's the person I'm going after because I want to make them talk. I want to greet them. If they let me, I'll give them a knuckle or a high five or a hug or whatever. But I want to greet them. Why? Because I'm going to tell you, man, they're going to die if they don't get greeted. We're not good in isolation. We're not good alone. We're good together. God created us to be together for fellowship. God created us to be in fellowship with him as well. Number four, when I greet one another, I need to be proactive. I know some of you introverts are like, I don't want to be proactive, all right? Listen to me, you can do this, all right? You got to be intentional. If you see people, you've got to be intentional, all right? Some churches that do welcomes shouldn't do welcomes, because they don't do them very well. No one feels welcomed, okay? So I'm like, dude, listen to me. I can tell you how to grow your church. Really? Yeah. Stop doing welcome until you, people figure it out. Because I've been in churches, and you've been in them too. They say, well, we're gonna do a greeting time. Okay, so everybody starts greeting. How you doing, 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 how you doing? What is this, a sprinkler system church? I mean, what are y'all doing? I mean, y'all look like a bunch of rotors out in your yard watering the grass. Greet one another. Don't greet the same people that sit around you for 52 Sundays. They all, they've been here longer than you have. They've been here longer than the cockroaches in the kitchen. Listen to me. You, you need to greet people. That means when we say greet, do you take the north side? That's y'all. You go all the way over to the south side. You take this side over here, go all the way over here. This side, go all the way over here. This front, go all the way to the back. Back, go all the way to the front. Some of you are like, the only time I'm coming to the front of the church pastor is to greet. Come on up. You don't know, we'll tie you to one of these chairs in a little bit, all right? But you gotta come. You gotta move and greet. Just don't go. It's the same people. You've been doing that for six to seven years. You don't think they've greeted by now? Greet people. You gotta see people. I said in the first service, it's an absolute shame. It's an absolute shame for someone to walk, to get up, get dressed, get in a car, drive to our church, park in the parking lot, walk into the worship center for an hour and 15 minutes, sit in worship in the church, stand up, walk out, get in their car and go, no one said hi to me. Not one person greeted me. I'm telling you right now, that should never happen in church. Never. That shame on us if that happens in church. Can I just tell you something, man? You want to know why people go to the bar? They get greeted at the bar. I know you can get greedy real fast if you buy a round of drinks, but I'm just saying right now, people get greeted in the bar. If the bar is going to do it well, the church ought to beat the bar. We ought to start greeting people and seeing people. You got to open your eyes and quit coming to church for you and your creamer and your latte and your coffee and your seat and all this stuff. You got to see people. 
If people walk into this church, they're coming to the light. If they come to the light, they need to meet the light. They need to meet Jesus. And you can be an extension of that. It hurts when you come to church for an hour and 15 minutes and walk out knowing that you were there. I don't care how big your church is. I like people all the time. Man, I used to go to this church. It's so big, they don't even know if I'm there. I don't care how big your church gets. I'm telling you, you ever been to a football game? There'll be 100,000 people in the stands. I'm giving high fives to people I ain't never met in my life. Dude, that's a touchdown. You see that kid? That's awesome, man. People are like, dude, I don't even know. Where are you from? I don't even know you. It don't matter, man. This is great. I mean, I'm like, what? Why do you do that at a football game and you can't do that in church? I don't even know these people, but I'll greet them. You say, well, you didn't know their name, Jeff. You didn't really greet them. Listen, you can be a dude a high five at a football game. Y'all friends for life. Them guys, am I not telling the truth? I mean, that's serious. I mean, somebody jacks a home run, the bottom of that, two outs, two runs down, we win. Dude, high fives all the way out to the cars. People going to different cars. They drive off New York, go off. I don't even know these people. I'm just giving them high fives. Why? Cheering for the same team. We're cheering for the same Jesus. Same Savior. Ain't no reason anybody walks into church, man, a day and not get greeted. Man, we are an extension of King. We are an extension of Jesus. We got to do it, man. We got to do good. Listen to me. The last time I checked, he ain't doing this again. Jesus. He said, the next time I come back, we're going home. But until that day, church, you got it? Go love this world. Go greet people. Go greet them. Go acknowledge my creation. Go celebrate their worth. Go see them. Go see them. Be proactive. Because I'm not doing this any other way. I've left a bunch of broken people to a bunch of broken people. And we come whole and we're made new when we're in Christ. And when we're made new, the old is gone, the new has come. Bring on the new, baby. I'm gonna go get another one. I'm gonna catch them. God's gonna clean them and we're gonna go get another. And we're gonna catch them and God's gonna clean them and we're gonna go get another. And that's the church. Ain't come in here and start looking at these bunch of people y'all been looking at for 67 years. What's wrong with y'all? You ain't greet nobody if you greet the same person you did last Sunday. That's not greeting. That's a country club. It's a church. They know all you eat buffet on Sunday. This is a dadgum church. And we need to love people, man. Broken people come in here and they ought to meet people and they need to experience Jesus. We got to greet people. Got to greet them. Number five, when I greet one another, when I greet one another, I don't do it for the wrong reasons. I know a lot of churches have been hurt for this. Do not greet people for what you get out of them. Greet them for the benefit of others. Don't greet people for what they can do for you. You're like, well, I'm unemployed and they own a business. I'm gonna greet them this Sunday because maybe they'll offer me a job. I'm sorry, but you didn't greet them last year when you had a job at the other company. Don't go insult them by greeting them now for what you can get from them. That's wrong. Don't greet some people and don't greet, and greet others. Listen, if you're in a worship center and there are five families and you walk past five families without even acknowledging their presence in this world and greet number six down here, you ought to apologize to five families on the way back to your chair. You just talked to him Friday. Now you want to greet him Sunday and ignore five people to do it. You got you to see people. 
There's nothing wrong with going to greet in family number six, but don't walk past family number one, two, three, four, five to get there. Greet them, greet them, greet them, greet them, greet them, greet them. All right? And if you don't ever reach number six, here's what I know about number six. They're going to love you anyway because you're probably going to see them after church because y'all are more intentional friends. You got to go greet people for the right reason, not for the wrong reasons. I know people in the church that got greeted because they have money. No, 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 no. No, you greet people for who they are. You, greet them for, you don't greet them for the wrong reasons. Last one's this, number six. When I greet one another, watch this, I bring praise to God. When I greet one another, I bring praise to God. It's worship before worship. Watch this. He says in the Bible in two different places that we looked at, Greet one another with a holy kiss. Here's what I need you to understand. That's not your kiss. I go greet them. They receive a kiss. Not from you. Mm-mm, coffee breath. Not from you, right? They receive a kiss from who? Thank you. From God. Go greet them with a holy kiss. First of all, you ain't holy. Some of y'all are like, that hurt. I am. <laughs> I'm sorry that hurt because you're not, okay? You need a new mirror. So, <laughs> sorry. So, you're not holy. He's holy. So, you go greet them, and he puts on them a holy kiss, a heavenly kiss, a kiss from God. Who couldn't use a kiss from God? You look at this world in the last 12 months. How many people need a kiss from God? How many people need a kiss from God, man? This has been a tough 12-month stretch. Tougher for some, tougher for others than it is for some, but it's tough for everybody. You gotta kiss this world. You gotta kiss people, man. You gotta greet them. You see, there's a reason we do worship in the style we do it. Some people put the welcome time in the middle of church along with the offering time, okay, and the special music that's not always special, okay? The person's special. The music's not always special. So, I'm sorry, but, but, but here's the reason you don't put, here's the reason we don't put the welcome in the middle. Welcome jumpstarts worship. Watch this. You walk in here, from whatever week you've had, carrying whatever you've carried, it was a lot just to get here. If someone comes up to you and greets you and you feel that kiss from God, that jump starts your worship. So you can have a really bad week and come to the church and be greeted, hugged, high five, knuckles, handshake. Somebody says your name, pat on the back, a big old hug from Rusty. He like to broke my back today, smudge my glasses. This side over here is a lot cloudier than this side over here. I'm just gonna tell y'all. So, so you get a big old hug. You get a big old pat on your back. That, that brings you in the worship. Why? Because when you greet somebody, when you greet them, you acknowledge what? Their creation, their worth, 
that they're special, that they're seen, that they're made from God. So now you've connected them to God. You've already ushered them into the, the choir of God. Now we start worship, and that person that's been seen, that God made, that, that they have worth, no matter what, how tough the week is, they're in the presence of God. They're welcomed by the church. They're welcomed by the little church. And now you start worship, and now you bring them into worship. See, you don't think your greeting's important, but your greeting jumpstarts their worship. Do you realize that? Some of you are like, I, I didn't know I did that. Yeah, you do. Listen, your words have what? Life or death? When you greet somebody, it brings life. Worship is life, man. But when you don't greet somebody, death. I'm not seen, I'm not noticed, no one knows I'm here, nobody cares, what's the point? You see all that stuff? You think that person's gonna worship? They're not real excited. Because if you didn't see him, you know what they're thinking? He didn't see me. They didn't see me. He didn't see me. Nobody sees me. Mm, Don't let that hover too long, man. That's bad. Last scripture, Ephesians 5, 19. Listen to this. Speak to one another, greet one another, basically, with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Woo! You want to start the choir? You said, we need a choir, Jeff. I like choirs. Guess what? I'm looking at the choir. I'm looking at it. Go greet people. You start psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to the Lord. How? By what? Putting a robe on? Standing up there singing? Speaking to one another. That's what the Bible says. Speaking to one another. Choir, I need you. Okay? This is a house of prayer, a house of worship. Jesus said that's what this house is going to be. So when you come in here, you begin the choir of praise with greeting. And then it just swells. And then everybody in here, no matter who you are, first time or a thousand times in the house, you get greeted. And then when we join with worship and Paxton leads us into the throne room of praise, everybody in the house been acknowledged and been welcomed and been uh, a seen. They now feel part of the choir and they begin to sing, man. And we sing so loud that the roof starts shaking and the whole world around the church goes, what in the fat is going on in there? Well, they just started with greeting and now they're worshiping and they're gonna come get some of that. Why? Because this world hurting, man. This world starving and hurting and needing it. So choir, take advantage of the opportunity that you have made by the creator, his creation, to see the other creation and see worth and see them and greet them. And when you do, <laughs> you bring praise. And when you do, it's a from God. It's a kiss from God. Let's stand together. always good to kiss the church. Amen. I love you. This church is really good at greeting. We're not making a hundred, but we do well. Let's get better and better every time. All right. There's a world outside of here. We talked about it several weeks ago, but in the vision, we're time to take the church here outside the walls. We got to really get good at greeting in the house. So when we go out to the world, we can greet. All right. As we come to a time of prayer, I want you to bow your heads.
everyone in the house. I need you to simply say, God, who, who do I need to greet? Home, church, place of work, restaurants and businesses I frequent. Who needs to be seen? There's a creation out there that needs to see Jesus. I pray they see him in me when I greet them. Begin the praising by greeting people. That name, that face, those people right now, you see them. This week, they're yours. Right after we finish, they're yours. Give them a kiss from God. They need a kiss from God. This world needs a kiss from God. Let them know God still loves them by your greeting. Let's pray and then let's worship. Father, we love you. God, thanks for kissing each of us in this room. You greet us every morning with a sunrise. It's the beginning of worship for us. God, may we see people the way you see them. May we see who you want us to see. And God, may we be an extension of who you are. If we want to be like Jesus, then greeting is the first step of that. We got to go see them. You saw us. May we see them. And by us seeing them, may they see you. God, we love you. Give us the people. Put on our hearts right now the people that need a kiss from God from us. May we go get them. Father, as we worship, bring those people to our minds. And may we say thank you out of worship for the fact that you kissed each one of us in this room and we're grateful for it. God, we love you and we praise you and thank you. Move us now in Christ's name. Amen, amen. Let's worship. If you need anything up here to pray, anybody praying over you, need the altar, you come. This is your time. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.